Hey everybody, it's Kami Jace. It is December 17th and it is time for another episode of the Weekly Cooldown. Uh, this is episode 8 and I have a very cool guest with me. We have a little bit of news to cover, um, but today's going to be just a little bit more loose than usual. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi everyone, I'm Lou Serna from the Balmung Final Fantasy XIV community. Um, I'm a longtime gamer, mostly Final Fantasy XIV, and I'm very honored to be here. I'm just so stoked, and hopefully I won't mess up too much. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, so lately I've been hearing some feedback that people would like to hear more about the people I bring on to the show. Uh, so why don't we start by asking our usual question uh what have you been playing this week um a lot of final fantasy 14 it mm -hmm. i'm the kind of girl who just picks a game and stays with it for a while um i've also been playing going back to my animal crossing new leaf town a little bit oh yeah I, um i it, there's the campground there's the cat machine with the meow tickets it they have some neat little updates and it's always it's always a good port to play if you are on a car ride or have some time and you can't get to your PC or console as people have their preferences. Right, definitely. And so to add into uh, what have you been playing this week, why don't you share with us what your favorite game of all time is? Ooh, tough one. Yeah, um, I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me... Um, it's less what game is the most fun to play and which one has had the most emotional impact on me. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to sound kind of weird, but for me, that was the second installment of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, not because, weird at all, but go oh, ahead. Yeah, um, because when... Like, I was 16 when it dropped, and then I, I was a very, like... I saw the world in black and white. You were evil. You were good. Mm -hmm. That's how you were. Good people were nice. Evil people were mean. And then I saw Sora, this hero I looked up to and idolized, start being mean to some of the enemies. Uh-oh. And it kind of <laughs> changed my worldview a bit. Yeah. Um, aside from that, another huge favorite of mine is Okami, the original PS2 version. I was lucky oh. enough to get my hands on a copy soon after release, and... If I heard it's being re-released, which... It is re-released. I think that's wonderful. If you get I'm a chance, fair. definitely go play it. It's it's very accessible. You don't have to be... Uh, you don't have to be a reflex timing master to get into it and enjoy the game. That's awesome. I never got to play it myself, so uh, I'm really interested in picking up the HD version at some point. Oh, definitely do. I comes so, highly recommended. <laughs> so, Okami HD, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, Kingdom Hearts. It seems like you're kind of in the JRPG realm or like the RPG in general realm. Definitely. Um, I also uh, I do enjoy Bioware RPGs, so it's not exclusively mm. JRPGs. Okay. Um, I played Swotor for a time. I'm definitely an MMO junkie. Mm -hmm. And so, why don't we jump right into the news then? 
uh, especially since there's some Final Fantasy XIV news. Sounds um, great. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV's live letter, uh, yes. rather letter from the producer part 40, uh, streamed live this week with everyone's favorite producer, Naroki Yoshida, or uh, Yoshi P. Uh, Yoshi P went over a good bit of upcoming content coming in late January for patch 4.2, currently titled Rise of the New Sun. Uh, new Beast Tribe quest, two new dungeons, um, lots of other updates, trials. Um, but of course, everyone was focused on this new glamour change that's coming up um, that's supposedly very similar to the World of Warcraft variety. Um, and in addition to all of that, they also released their holiday event this week as well. Did you finish the event? Not yet. I'm, I've been putting it off. I Gotta go get your flying bear. Well, I'm a warrior, so I already have a bear. But that one doesn't have as much holiday cheer, so I'll yeah. I'll definitely make sure to get the holiday bear before the event's over. It gives you, a, if you're a Mikote male at least, it gives you this really, like, Goku-like stance. It's very great. I love it. Well, I'm a, I'm a Midlander lady, so not sure if I want to look like Goku. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, totally. Who, who doesn't? Um, point. <laughs> so let's quickly talk about patch 4.2 um, because there's just a lot of neat things coming in uh, January. Um, inventory updates from 99 to 999. That's my favorite. Oh, um, I am. Um, I do a lot of gathering for the raiding community, so I mm -hmm. am super stoked about that. Good. Oh, I'm so excited. I have so much more room in my bags. What do you think of the new trials that are coming up, um, known as the Four Lords? The Four Directional Gods? Um, I'm really interested in them. From my understanding, they stem from Japanese mythology. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if they'll be linked to Hingashi in a way, since that seems to be the most direct uh, Japanese analog in the game. Right. Um, first, what we're seeing is Byako in the Jade Stoa. And then, of course, we'll get the extreme version of that. Um, and then also, we're getting the new raid Omega, Omega Sigmascape, and of course, Sigmascape Savage. Um, I'm personally really excited for this one simply because with Omega, you've been seeing them pull from older Final Fantasy versions and I'm just hoping that at some point <laughs> uh, we get to see just a little bit of um, maybe Final Fantasy X. Oh, that would, be, that would be <laughs> a lot of fun. Final Fantasy X was actually uh, one of my first Final Fantasies. So right, mine too, yeah. The first one I really got into and they've been hinting at it a little bit with the FanFest items. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be interesting. I've also heard, um, shout out, I believe it was to the Balmung Novice Network, who somebody from there came up with the idea that they think it'll be a Final Fantasy VII boss, um, okay. because there's been a lot of discussion about including Final Fantasy VII characters in the game, but uh, they don't think they they would want that as the raid capstone right either way really exciting um definitely omega sigma escape uh 
housing updates are also uh, on the forefront of the conversation here because uh, in addition to additional plots that'll be added one week after the uh, release of 4.2, they say they're also going to be changing how the plots can be purchased. Um, I wonder what that means. Like, are we going to have to pay in installments or something? I do know they're keeping it intentionally vague so that people don't over-prepare. Right. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to get a Balmung plot a little while back, so I know I'm set, but a lot of my friends have been looking forward to having their own house, um, mm-hmm. their own little place to decorate with a garden, with the neighborhood community. Which I think mm-hmm. is part of what makes Final Fantasy XIV housing so great. The little neighborhoods they have. And I'm looking right. forward to how they implement it. Because this was kind of an add-on in the patch. I don't think they were originally planning to have another housing update so soon. But with the backlash of what happened with Shirogane, um, I'm really impressed by the dev team on how they pulled their resources and went all out to include a housing update again in literally the next patch. Equally so, there's more performance action updates coming, which is surprising because we just got them, basically. Um, Not to, maybe like, last month, right? Sometime last month. Yeah, it was 0.15. And so now we're seeing it in January, like, almost immediately there'll be some... uh, UI changes and, you know, um, making it easier to be used uh, on keyboard and on gamepad, so mm-hmm. they're, they're really pushing things out, but, like, in a very good way here. Yeah, I'm definitely impressed by how the Final Fantasy XIV dev team um, takes in feedback about their features and is always striving to make them better. Yeah. Um, have you done any of the Rival Wings stuff? Uh, not yet. I am definitely not a MOBA person. Right, nor am I. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks really interesting. The I've, I've been seeing a lot on Twitter about, like, how the discourse is, um, basically already ingrained into the 14 culture, like, that whole, um that whole MOBA game, like, League of Legends style uh, mindset is already setting in with people who really like this. Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully people can enjoy it as a separate aspect to the game, and always remember, be kind to each other. Exactly. What a good... You're such a nice person. Aw, thank you. Alright, let's uh, move on from Final Fantasy XIV and talk about a little bit of Overwatch. Do you play Overwatch? Um, I haven't yet. I keep on planning to, but then it's like, oh, fourteen has new content again, and it's like, ooh, shiny. Ooh, we should play Overwatch later. But uh, we should. the Winter Wonderland patch for Overwatch has also dropped this week, and with a ton of new skins and other assets, also comes a ton of new bug fist, uh, fixes. Uh, most importantly, Doomfist and Mercy. Doomfist has had a myriad of bugs that stem from his rocket punch and seismic slam abilities that either dropped uh, frames per second or didn't properly apply damage when used, uh, or, you know, something along those lines. 
Additionally, all those pesky new signs that appear on hero galleries can now be cleared away with one click of the new mark all as seen button. Uh, so if you get a whole bunch of new, uh, you know, skins and voice lines and stuff, and they're kind of cluttering up your hero gallery, and it's kind of annoying to see, you just click this button, and presto, they're all gone. Uh, there's also updates on how players will receive notices about disciplinary warnings and actions in the future. Uh, players will now receive an in-game message letting them know they've been reported. Similarly, players who have reported another will be notified with an in-game message as well. And I think that's a great change because, first of all, it's reassuring to know that uh, people who are doing the reporting are, are getting that feedback from Blizzard saying, hey, thanks for that, uh, it's been taken care of. Um, and equally so, I think that if you're a player, especially a player who maybe hasn't done anything wrong, who's just being reported because, I don't know, someone's a butt, um, it, it's good to know that those grievances are being held against you and then you can probably be like, hey, but guess what, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and also, if you have done something, then you can try and fight it, but guess what? No good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, my only concern with that is I don't. I'm not sure about the timing of the notifications. If some, if you like, let, let's say a player who's intent on bullying someone else gets a notification they've been reported, that may open the person who did the reporting to retaliation. However, um, hopefully. I don't have personal experience with them, but hopefully there's enough staff on the Blizzard uh, disciplinary team that they can get to those grievances quickly, and if mm -hmm. anyone is set on retaliation, uh, they can remove them from the playing field. <laughs> right, I get you. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I, but I do think that it's at least a nice change in that for example, I've, I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but there's either a very large group of adults posing as children using the N-word on voice against other players. Yes. Or there's just a contingency of children and adults together who are just bent on using the N-word. And they just do it constantly, and I, yeah. I've had it thrown at me like at least five times before. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's it's, that's inexcusable. It's not a big deal. <laughs> but um, I I do make it a point to you know pointedly say, hey, this is not okay. Um, Blizzard, please help. And, right. But it's nice to now know that Blizzard will be like, hey, thanks for letting us know that this person's being a douchebag. Um, we're gonna take care of it. And also pointedly going to this person and being like, hey, stop being a douchebag, <laughs> or else you're gonna get banned. Yeah, that's that's definitely, I'm that's definitely a good aspect of the change. I like I said, I'm, I'm in favor of it. I just worry about how it would open uh, players possibly to retaliation. But, yeah, I let's gotcha. see. Let's see how the implementation goes. 
Who do you think you would play on Overwatch? Have you looked at the characters? Definitely. Um, I'm just based on lore and who I like this character aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't hate me for saying this, but I'm initially drawn to May because I too oh, am. Why would uh, I well, a lot of players don't like May. May is wonderful. Oh, good. Okay, because I'm also. The devil. <laughs> well, I'm not the devil, but I am a strawberry science brunette lady. There you go. I also like Mercy because I am Swiss. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. It's pretty cool. I'm Swiss German, and uh, Mercy is the first character in the mainstream video game I've encountered who is also Swiss German. Wow. So I thought that was. A little bit of obscure representation because we're not a huge population, but right. I'm really grateful for it. And that's cool. Look at that. Good for you, Blizzard. Yay, Blizzard! <laughs> um, so May and Mercy. That that's a good. Those are two good. I think those are two good characters to start out with. Okay. Um, I find Mercy completely difficult to play <laughs> oh. um, as a support. I I don't play many supports, though, so um, right. that that's me being kind of biased, I suppose. Um, but I absolutely love Mei, even though she can be um, very hard to play against. Um, right. Actually, in the Overwatch League, um, just a couple weeks back, there was a player by the name of Rascal who did some really horrendous things as May, but it was so horrendous it was good. <laughs> Sounds like an appropriate name. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he was a rascal. I Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, really, really cool. All right, I gotta get I gotta get you in on Overwatch sometime. We can Definitely. use another May or Mercy. <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, some games that are coming up uh, in 2018. Now that a lot of um, award shows are over and we've basically got the gist of what we're getting for the rest of the year, um, you know, games releasing in 2017 are basically over. But there's a lot to look forward to next year. Um, so are there any games you're particularly interested in for next year? Um, None that I'm actually looking at. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 for sure, but... Mm-hmm. We don't know if when it's coming. We don't know if it'll herald the end of the world when it comes. Right. Um, I mean, if you think about it, the entire Obama presidency was between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3. Wow, I, you're right. I'd love for... I, all of home stuff was between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts oh, 3. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I, I would love for Kingdom Hearts 3 to be realized next year. I'm missing some surreal context right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> So, as much as I want to play the next main installment of Kingdom Hearts, I, I'm i cautiously optimistic. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, um, as uh, 2018 kind of rolls up upon us, there are a lot of games coming out um, with new demos and uh, some single-player campaigns and all those good things that we get to look at in anticipation. Um, primarily, uh, some of the most controversial and awaited games, for example, 
Uh, there's been a showing of some Far Cry 5 gameplay this week, though the game looks to be fairly standard in terms of mechanics. Uh, we know that the concept of Far Cry 5 may be the most controversial yet engaging story to date. Um, currently, the game is set to release in March tw uh, 2018, around March 27th. Um, so, have you watched the uh, Far Cry video? I have or not any yet. Video of the gameplay. No, that one has not been on my radar. Um, I'm curious what makes it so controversial. Well, uh, partly because I think uh, it is the first Far Cry to take place in America. Okay. Um, it takes place in Montana, I believe. Um, usually Far Cry games are like some average Joe who gets mixed up in um, some kind of... Uh, some kind of war is going on or something or some kind of cults or what have you mm -hmm. um, in this particular case the main character gets tied up in a uh, cult that is kind of gaining prominence in Montana in a fictional uh, part of Montana called Hope County um, and uh, basically you're just trying to take back this area of Montana um, and so it it kind of came about um, at, at least the idea came about during the time um, this year when we were having really serious conversations about the alt-right oh. um, and that kind of thing and so it does kind of um, like the the uh, message kind of comes across as kind of like a KKK kind of thing. Um, it doesn't right. necessarily seem racist, but it is very kind of um, like this guy's a priest and it seems very evangelical kind of. So it's more America, pay attention, this can happen in your own backyard. It, it does seem to be like saying that. Um, definitely kind of it, it, they call it a militaristic doomsday cult. Um, so, and they call this uh, the enemy character they call him a radical preacher so it's you know they're using those kind of those terminologies we usually hear in like the political landscape that makes sense and I mean video games I honestly believe video games are a form of art and mm -hmm. art has always been partially contemporary partially about the world we live in and the times and I'd be more surprised I mean, if there were no games that detailed the political landscape of today because it is so volatile and because it is so ripe for creative expression in that way. Right. It's um, it's certainly something to look forward to. I mean, the, like I said, the gameplay looks pretty standard to Far Cry. Um, you know, first-person shooter, uh, you, you do missions... You run around, you drive a car, etc. Um, but and uh, some crafting elements. Um, it looks like there's more crafting elements in this one, actually. But um, really, it just seems that the story is so different in this one, and so unseen and unheard of for a Far Cry game um, mm -hmm. that it's really kind of pushing the button, pushing the letter, and trying to get us talking maybe <laughs> well, I, I certainly hope so I'm I'm glad to hear more games are doing that more games are covering hot button issues and mm. I mean if 
if, if it's a game speaking up against uh, extremist groups and against hatred, then I'm all for it. I'm all for art showing that side of expression. Likewise. How great. Good for you, Far Cry 5. Go. Really bringing us... Go Far Cry series. <laughs> um, Konami has also released some gameplay footage of their Metal Gear Survive game um, that focuses mostly on the single-player campaign. Uh, the last time we'd seen a demo was perhaps at the start of the year, and it focused on the co-op uh, aspect of the game. The game looks very similar to Metal Gear 5 almost in every way, except for this added uh, twist of zombie-like creatures roaming around instead of military-like enemies. Um, it does also look much more sandboxy than other Metal Gear Solid games. Um, and the producers and the developers have said that it does take place away from the Metal Gear Solid 5 universe altogether. So, um... It's hard for me to call this a Metal Gear game, right? Um, simply because they've taken the main dude in charge of everything Metal Gear and pushed him out of the door. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking at the I've looked at the co-op video and the single-player campaign, and the game does look pretty good. So I've got some mixed feelings. Well, that. That's understandable. I mean, I understand they want to make bank off the Metal Gear name. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know enough about the situation to know, like, can this be called a Metal Gear game? Is it more of a spiritual successor? Are they just mm -hmm. using the name to make money off a game that looks like it could be a good standalone, fun survival game in its own right? Right. It's... It's complicated. Definitely is complicated, but it I can't say much else about it except that it does look like a good game, especially um, the fact that it's co-op-y. That's something that's uh, very new to Metal Gear. Um, you can bring in, I think, up to three or four players um, and, you know, have a really fun kind of tower defense uh, sandboxy uh, like almost Minecraft-like experience with uh, with Metal Gear, and that's it's really bizarre to think about. Um, right. But also kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully it stands out in its own right and can kind of be a new offshoot of the series. Right. Well, hopefully. I feel like I'm betraying Kojima by even thinking about playing this game. Well, I I'm sure I'm sure he'll forgive you if you support his new projects. <laughs> yes, I want to play Death Stranding so bad. Also, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I'm really excited. I, I think that that part was on purpose. It's so cryptic. I don't understand why it has to be so cryptic. Well, I'm I'm personally looking forward to figuring it out. Like, there's definitely a puzzle there. It's definitely a very mm -hmm. very weird puzzle, mm -hmm. but well. It's it's Ko Kojima's driving, and we'll be along for the ride. Excellent. And, yeah, that's the way I put it. Yeah, it's definitely that he's got the wheels, and we're just innocent bus bus people <laughs> on the bus. 
Uh, Monster Hunter World second beta will be an open beta with no PlayStation Plus required. Um, it launches on December 22nd and will run until the 26th. You can preload the game on the 18th. Or if you played the first beta, you can use the same client. Hopefully you didn't delete it already. Um, no word yet on a beta for Xbox One or PC, nor a release date on PC, but we do have a release date for, I believe, uh, January 26th for uh, consoles, I believe it's January. Sometime in January you will be getting Monster Hunter Worlds, I believe. Except for the PC people, which yes. hopefully won't be too far behind. Uh, hopefully not, but... Um, you know, the fact that they don't have a PC release date is kind of unsettling. A little bit, Oh, yes, but... it is January 26th. Oh, good job. <sighs> um, I really would like to play this game. It looks really cool, but I don't have a PS4. <laughs> Aww. Well, I, I, I know some people who are really into the game. I'm definitely living vicariously through them, because I haven't played the Monster Hunter series, but it looks super interesting. It looks like my kind of game. I, I'm i definitely going to be keeping an eye out for the PC release because it looks like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, what, Have you... Uh, oh, crap. What was I going to say? Have you ever played... The, it's this like, Chinese version of Monster Hunter. I can't remember what it's called, but it was like a free-to-play MMO for a while. Um, I don't think so. I haven't really played a lot of free-to-play MMOs. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Um, it, it, I don't know, that was like my first small taste of Monster Hunter, and I loved it. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. I got uh, the Monster Hunters games for 3DS, and I was like, yes, this is this is pretty good. I could, I could dig this. Yeah, well, hopefully the PC beta will be announced soon, and we can try it out. Hopefully, hopefully... Maybe it's like a secret Christmas present. Ooh, that'll be so much fun. <laughs> um, do you own a Nintendo Switch? I personally do not. Um, I sort of do through my workplace. We have a communal one. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Well, you've contributed, or I mean, uh, sort of contributed kind to... Of sort the of. 10 million units sold worldwide. Um, as of, I believe, this month, Nintendo has released the announcement that they've released, or, excuse me, sold 10 million Nintendo Switch units worldwide. And projections show that by March 2018, Nintendo intends to and expects to reach 16 million units. Congratulations, Nintendo! And I hope to be one of those 16 million. I really want to switch. <laughs> I really, really want to switch. Oh, best of luck to you, my friend. They were so... Exp well, they are so expensive. And then I was hoping that they would be on sale uh, for Black Friday, but they weren't. And I was oh, no. so sad. So very sad. Yeah, I've heard that like different websites, if you are very diligent about it, um, you can find discount codes for your area sometimes, but it's something you need to watch like a hawk. Well, I gotta give it a go. I gotta give that a try soon. Okay. Um, 
so let's talk a little bit about a heavy subject. Um, assuming you've uh, paid attention to the news, you've heard that the FCC has done something very, very bad. Mm -hmm. uh, the FCC has voted to end, quote, Title II, or net neutrality as most of us call it, voting three to two on party lines as usual. Um, this paves the way for dismantling of the uh, net neutrality rules put into effect by President Obama. Of course, this affects gamers, this affects this podcast even. Um, fortunately, however, uh, it does have to go to Congress and possibly to the courts, so the fight for net neutrality is not over just yet. Um, it is sad news that, uh, you know, these people think that it's absolutely necessary to do such a thing. Right. But um, we've still got time to, to fight back before, um, before things get, get worse. Yeah, we've, we've lost the battle, but the war is still going on. So please continue mm -hmm. to call your congressmen, call your representatives, write letters, write emails. Um, if you can't support people who can, um, look up who, what your your stan the stances of your local representatives. Um, if they if they aren't working for you, then work to get them voted out. Uh, just if and if you can't support those who can, it's right, it's an important exactly. battle to fight, and we may have lost one skirmish, but I. Like with Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm cautiously optimistic 2018 will be <laughs> a good year. Right. It's really interesting that they seem to think that this is the way to go when the fact of the matter is that 83% of America is like, hey, uh, no. <laughs> like, cut it out. And this is on, this is not on a party lines thing. This is in the Democratic uh, party, the Independent Party, the Republican Party, people don't want this. Well, and I think there are, I mean, it's it's not a question of how many, it's a question of who exactly, and unfortunately for everyone who lives in America, and not just people who live in America, but people who enjoy American-made content. Mm -hmm. um, there were three very important people who decided hey, we'll go against what everyone else wants. Right. Uh, I don't want to get too much into politics. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh -oh. um, it's, it, it is very uh, concerning, though. I do agree. It, yeah, it is concerning, but fight's not over yet. Rally back, and we can save the internet. Keep up the good fight. On that note, Lucerna, our time is up. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Great. Thanks for coming on. Uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, that's a good question. I'm on Discord a lot. Um, my okay. username there is Lucerna, L-U-C-E-R-N-A, uh, number 2506. Uh, feel free to drop me a message on Discord. If I have no idea who you are, just let me know you know me from this podcast. Um, also, I'm on the Balmung server in Final Fantasy XIV. 
Lucerna spelled the same way, Sinus, S-A-I-N-A-H-S. And I definitely need to get more active on social media because I don't really have a Facebook or Twitter or anything. Oh, get a Twitter. It's fun. I should. We're all there. Okay. All your friends and pals. All right. <laughs> uh, do you have any social media at all? Um, I Well, I kind of have Facebook, but it uses my real name, which I'm not too comfortable putting out there because Fair. my last name's kind of... Like, we, according to census data, there's, like, not even 50 people in the oh. United States with it, so... Wow, okay. Yeah, no, duly noted. <laughs> um, maybe Tumblr? Um, I do have a Tumblr. It's Darkest After Midnight, all one word. Um, it's a lot of me just being a Final Fantasy fourteen dork. Sure. And you'll see a lot of spam of my cat, so hopefully you enjoy that. <laughs> Let's turn at the cat lady. Yes, uh, I have Sadu Dothparl and Sirena Mao, which, Aww. if you play Final Fantasy XIV, those are the names of two NPCs, just catified a bit. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> the puns. The cat related puns. All right. Well, thank you once again, Lucerna. You're welcome. And we'll see you next time on the weekly cooldown. Hey everyone, just so you know, there's no weekly cooldown episode next week on the 24th because it's Christmas Eve and everyone loves to celebrate Christmas. But there is going to be a special uh, year-end episode on the 31st and it'll feature some really amazing guests I've had on the podcast since. So, once again, no on the 24th, yes on the 31st. Thanks so much and I'll see you next time.